Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas along with Bobby Abair, and we'll be joined in just a couple of seconds by Saints head coach Dennis Allen on what was a kind of the mini bye week as we refer to it after the Thursday night tough loss, Jacksonville 31 to 24. So the Saints fall to three and four through week seven, and they will face. Indianapolis, who's also three and four. Indianapolis took on Cleveland in a back and forth offensive showcase, thirty-nine to thirty-eight. Cleveland comes out on top. Cleveland now four and two. Certainly a team to be uh, factored in. But Indianapolis, somewhat kind of some of the problems uh, that the Saints are having. They're actually playing better on the road uh, than they have at home. They're one and three at home and two and one thus far on the road, Sunday at noon, a couple of three and four teams. And while we wait for head coach Dennis Allen, Bobby, I know you're with us as well. Uh, man, when you can't, when you struggle at home uh, and it's in, in the 17 game and you either have nine at home or, or eight at home, but this same situation really has not just been like this year. It's been for a couple of years. Well, uh, yeah, before I get into that, cause I'm gonna bring that up uh, to coach. Uh, I, I want to talk to him about that, but, if you look at the Colts and the Cleveland, how that hey Bobby, game do this, far, Bobby. I don't. I hate oh. to interrupt you because I just brought yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's rude. I apologize to you, but we do have Coach Allen on the line, so let's let's do that first. Coach Allen, uh, Mike Hoss, Bobby Aber, as always, welcome to the show. Uh, I guess just initially, uh, give us a sense of kind of the what we refer to as the mini bye week. You, you want some time away to get let the bodies heal, but you also know got work to do as well. Where was the focus between time and away and time at the building? Yeah, well, look, um, mostly for our players, it was time away. Um, I think as coaches, um, we, we spent time, you know, on our own kind of looking at where we are after seven games. What, what do we need to improve on? Where are the areas that are uh, of, of the most significant concern? How do we get better in those areas? Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll move on to uh, getting ready for Indianapolis. But I thought, you know, there were some positive conversations that went on over the weekend and, and some thoughts that we have in terms of how we can be better. Well, um, you know, like I was elaborating on before you came on, Coach Allen, um, the Colts were minus two and they lost just 39 to 38. Now, we've had Gardner Minshew's number uh, in a Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. We all know last year with the Eagles, you know, uh, Lattimore ended up having a pick six. But I'm looking at his, like, big playability through a 59-yard touchdown strike. He had a 17-yard run for a touchdown, a four-yard run for a touchdown. He threw another one, a 75-yard touchdown strike to Pittman. And they were minus two, and I'm like, 
whoa, they were still they were still in the game, 39 to 38. So what did you see where the Colts are right? Because I can tell you one game that that I've looked at, I'm like, because I think they're very good, and that being the Baltimore Ravens, they just spanked the Lions. I go, how in the hell the Colts beat the Lions? I mean, I beat the Ravens, considering where the Ravens are at, I think, right now. So it's going to be a big challenge going up to Indianapolis. Yeah, look, there's no question. I think this is a really good football team we're playing. It's one of the youngest teams in the NFL. I think they play extremely hard. Um, you know, they're they're the only team, I think, in the NFL that uh, has scored at least 20 points in every single game this season. So I think they've been, you know, very effective offensively uh, in terms of their ability to move the ball, in terms of what they're doing scoring-wise. Uh, this is one of the better offenses in the league. I think it all starts – offensively for them up front. I think this is uh, certainly one of the best offensive lines in our league. I think they do a really good job both in the run game uh, and in protection. I think they're committed to what they're doing in the run game. Um, You know, it's kind of a run RPO type of system, uh, similar to some of the things that we saw uh, and see with Philadelphia. Um, and, And so, I think they've got good skill players. Uh, obviously, they have two really good running backs. The, the, the offensive line's playing at a high level. And then, you know, defensively, uh, it really starts up front for them defensively. I think they do a good job of getting after the passer from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, they're, they're really good third down defense. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're tough in terms of how they're, how they're defending. You know, one of the things that, you know, they have been a little bit susceptible to the to the explosive play. So, you know, that's something that hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of. Now, uh, uh, Coach Allen, uh, looking at what's occurred in the, um, in the Caesar Superdome and how we've not been able to take care of the dome field advantage, I'm looking at, uh, obviously, the loss that we look at. It was the second in a row for the Saints, but their 12th loss in the past 20 home games. I mean, you know that's unacceptable. You can't be you can't be hovering at 500 at home, and uh, we can't be eight and 12 at home, and then now uh, you drop below 500 for the first time this season. So, what is it? Are we pressing too much to want to impress the home crowd, playing in the dome instead of taking advantage of that? What's your take on that? Because all I know is in the long term, and when you're trying to establish something. You got to give something to fans to uh, to cheer for, uh, instead of booing uh, from the get go. Uh, and, and the one thing that that I, that I was very discouraged by, because y'all have been outstanding against uh, you know uh, initial drives, uh, opponents opening drive. You had played 18 consecutive games without lying a touchdown on the opening drive. The last time that happened, week five last season against the Seahawks. And then, they, uh, I don't know, the Jaguars made the opening drive look easy. Uh, they, were, they just had to convert only one-third down. And then uh, I'm looking, completed five or six pass attempts in the opening drive, 21, 15, 14. And then, uh, I, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence had a, a scramble. I don't know, Trevor Lawrence didn't look hurt to me. Uh, I'm looking. At, and it kind of almost took the crowd out of the game from the get-go. Yeah, look, I... I don't think there's any question about that. That was disappointing the way we started the game um, defensively to give up a touchdown on the on the opening drive. 
Um, and it's it's not something that we've done, uh, you know, much around here. But obviously, we, we didn't play as well as we needed to on the opening drive. I think we settled down a little bit after that. Um, you know, we knew that that was going to be, you know, an explosive team. We knew that that was one of the things that they did really well is they created a lot of explosive plays. They got a lot of weapons offensively, um, you know, and and, uh, and and they, you know, they executed well in the in the first drive of the game, and, and we didn't execute as well as we needed to. We gave up some explosive plays, and that's what happened, happens when you um, give up explosives. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to kind of learn from that and, and we'll be much better moving forward, particularly when we're playing at home. We are talking to Saints head coach Dennis Allen. This is Mike Austin along with Bobby Bear. Got to step aside, take a break. This is the Saints Coaches Show here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin Studio. Bobby Amber is at the Silver Slipper, and we're joined by Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, you said this afternoon you you had your you know Monday normal press gathering with, with the media that some of the frustrations that people have seen on the sidelines just kind of comes from from players not being on the same page. I, I guess just curious as to you know I guess overall if fans were asking, well, how are they how are they not at week seven? on the same page, or is that just kind of the new wrinkles that are being put in week in and week out? No, I think, I think, um, you know, I think we need to do a better job of being on the same page. I think that's, that that's where the frustration comes in is that I don't think that that should be the challenge right now. Um, seven games into the season. So, um, 
those things have to be obviously addressed and they have to be they have to be fixed and and we got to do a better job of fixing them now uh coach allen uh if you'd have told me this i mean i i'm looking at okay i'm looking at my crystal ball and and someone's telling me that we're going to be plus two in the turnover margin with 13 minutes left in the second quarter and the score is going to be 14 to three i say hell yeah the saints are winning uh, we winning 14 to three, considering we plus two. I was shocked almost that that occurred. Uh, that that we were kind of you know very active, taking the football away. You look on special teams and what occurs, but uh, I, I don't know if I've ever win this a game that early when you plus two and you losing 14 to three, and you have that plus two in the turnover margin. Yeah, we. I think. Um... You know we've got to we've got to uh, we got to be able to take advantage of you know some of these takeaways and creating field position. You know uh, the turnover takeaway margin has not been you know the issue. Um, you know we're we're plus in the turnover takeaway margin, uh, so we're doing a better job of taking care of the football. We're doing a better job of taking taking away the football. Uh, but we've got to start taking advantage of some of those plays. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, what happened? Because uh, it seems like uh, this is almost football one-on-one. And that, uh, boy, okay, this is the time to fake a punt or you look on special teams when they're trying to trick you. I mean, uh, w- w- is that something maybe with the game plan that they decided to, I don't know, it's kind of like a fade stop, that fake punt? Uh, I think that was definitely a game plan decision by the Jaguars, uh, and, and and I thought that we weren't necessarily prepared for that. Yeah, well, I would disagree in that. I I wouldn't say that we weren't prepared for it. I think um, everybody on the sideline and and even you know Ike was prepared for it. They they switched out the gunner. He knew they switched the gunner out to a wide receiver. Um, the guy took an inside release. He peeked his eyes inside, and then the, and then he was able to, you know, beat him back outside. So again, I think that's a fundamental technique issue um, that you know we need to be better at. Um, and so I, I don't look at it as something that was a, a surprise. I think we kind of knew it was uh, was coming, and yet they out executed us. Coach, I know in both situations, somewhat in, in comeback mode, but uh, week six, Houston, 430 yards offense, seven against Jacksonville, 407. Do you feel like, I, don't know, I know they're both losses and, and, and it's, you know that's the only you know points that matter, but uh, this offense is getting closer? Well, I, I think, I think in, some, in some aspects, I, I believe that we are. I, I think we've proven that we can – move the ball and gain yards, um, what we have to do is we have to finish better. Um, and so, you know, our situational, you know, offense uh, is, is, is where we have to improve. Um, we have to be able to convert third downs, um, and we have to be able to score when we get the ball down in, into, the, into the red area. So, you know, we can, we can have a bunch of yards, uh, but – you know, we've got to be able to score points, and, and to do that, you got to be able to convert on third downs, and you got to punch it in the red area. 
Now, uh, Coach Allen, I'm looking at uh, third down. And to me, uh, third down defense has been outstanding, to say the least. Uh, it looked awesome how you would describe it. They were only two, ele- two of 11, 18%. You know, we came into this game uh, top five. I think we were fourth in the NFL and, and low 30 uh, percentage. But uh, I'm looking at our offense. We're only three of 18, 17%. And uh, it was almost like on fourth down, we four of six, 67%. And it was almost like, I don't, I don't know, uh, how can we make fourth down be like third down considering we were four or six on uh, fourth down compared to third down? Because I know that can't continue. Like outstanding third down defense, I'm not saying you got to be 50%. But I know this, and I've been part of teams that have led the NFL on third down offense. You got to be somewhere, if not 50%, about 48, 48.5% going forward. Yeah, look, I mean, and, and that's what I was just talking about. I think that's an area that we have to improve um, is, our, is our third down, you know, offense. We've got to be, you know, converting, you know, at 40-plus percent, which gets us into a, into a good area uh, in terms of converting you know, first downs on third down, you know, some of those plays, Bobby, you know, when you're, when you're in the plus territory and you know that you're going to go for it on fourth down, you know, you're in fourth, four down territory. Um, you know, you're not always necessarily everything's designed to make sure you get the ball to the sticks. Some of it's to get yourself into a little bit more of a manageable fourth down type of situation. Uh, uh, but but yeah, we we we've got to we've got to do a better job of converting, you know, on third downs because it changes the whole it changes the whole game. Like your time of possession, when you're winning the third down battle on both sides of the ball, you know, defensively you're able to go over and sit down on the sideline and make your corrections and your adjustments and all those types of things. Uh, and offensively, you're able to sustain drives and stay out on the field. So um, that's how you win the time of possession. Saints in Indianapolis against the Colts on Sunday. A couple of three and four teams coming off of uh, tough losses. We'll be back with Saints head coach Dennis Allen, Bobby Abair, Mike Hoss here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. We will have defensive line coach Todd Grantham at the top of the hour with Saints head coach Dennis Allen right now. And I know that Taysom's done a really solid job as far as, as tight end uh, has been concerned in the last few weeks. But And I know Wednesday's the actual day. We'll start talking about Juwan Johnson. But his calf situation, are you optimistic at all? He can be back. And I guess really the question would be the impact that he makes to this offense uh, if he can. Yeah, look, we're optimistic that he'll be able to be back. I, I think he's a guy that can have an impact, you know, offensively for us. I think he does some really good things uh, in the passing game. Um, you know, certainly, you know, have to knock a little bit of rust off, being that he's been out for a little while. So, um, but but he does he does have a uh, you know an explosive element to to the game in terms of what he can do for us offensively. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, you know, fans have talked about because they analyze, break down every play, and that uh, you look at effort. Okay, how do you describe effort? Because uh, believe you me, I've been around players that if the ball wasn't coming to them, they're lollygagging around. 
And they might say, I, I know the ball's not coming to me, but then all of a sudden they would set up a defensive back. And then I was able, uh, you know, particularly Andre Risen, who would not necessarily do all what the, the coach expected him to do, but he would always perform and get it done. So when I look at a particular route and you look at the progression of the quarterback going through uh, his progression, is that, um, and I think I could see where Derek Carr is coming about with Chris Olave, that uh, you got to be 100% uh, to stretch the defense. And then you talk about the progression where the ball's supposed to go. But I think if you have an offensive play, you have to be aware that things could change in a split second and the ball might be coming your way so you can never loaf. Does that make sense? Yeah, look, and, and, and I would say, you know, that I, I don't think we should be talking about an effort problem with Chris Olave. Um, are there some plays that, that um, he could be better on? Yeah, certainly there are. Um, and, and so um, just like anybody else, he's going to continue to work to improve. I think there, you can look on the tape and there are some routes that he's hauling ass on. Um, and, and so um, I don't have a challenge with it. Do we need to be better? Yeah, but um, – you know, I, I think that I think I think that situation has been way overblown. Yeah, uh, because hey, it's all about production. Uh, you know, uh, going to the right place with the football as the quarterback, the receiver running the right route, and if you produce, then uh, this doesn't come to the forefront. When you don't produce, then it gets blown out of proportion. I totally agree with you there. But what's not blown out of proportion? Look where we're at right now. We, we, we want to feel better about ourselves, but we only one game back in the NFC South. Look what just occurred between Tampa Bay and Atlanta. And we play Atlanta on the back end twice. So we're right there. I mean, I tend to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. You know, yeah, it's, it, and it's time for that. us to take advantage yeah. of that. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm in agreement with you, Bobby. Like, it's right there for us, but we got to – we got to jump up there and go take it. Yeah, we got to go out there and take it. And uh, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, who's the quarterback for the Colts, who's the quarterback for the Bears. Okay, so maybe the Vikings aren't closing out games like they did in the past. And then you look on the back end of schedule. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's true. You truly take it one game at a time, but it's there for the taking. So I know, I know you're going to challenge the team. But you got to look at yourself in the mirror. What can I do to all of a sudden? To win two games in a row, you got to win one. To win three games in a row, you got to win two. So it's there for the taking. It's just a matter of like all these players being a pro and take pride in your craft and look in the mirror. What can I do to help this team win and all of a sudden get some confidence and go on a winning streak? Yeah, Bobby, I think that's what we all have to do. Um, you know, like we all have to look ourselves in the mirror and see what we can, what we can do better to, to give ourselves a better opportunity to win. Cause quite frankly, our, our worst opponent, uh, or toughest opponent, uh, this season has been ourselves. And so, uh, we've got to do a better job of, you know, doing what we need to do. That's going to allow us to win and eliminate the things that keep you from winning. And, and that's, that's where we're going to get better. 
And is one of those just getting both sides of the ball, just off to a better start, like just, you know, not second half, first half. I just mean just better start overall. Yeah, well, there's no question. I mean, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, we've started off on the negative end of the scoreboard, and, and you start chasing points early on in the game. And so we need to do a better job of starting faster, really, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, look, we, we were able to do that a couple of weeks ago, um, but yet the last two weeks we haven't been able to do that. So that's an area that has to improve. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck in Indianapolis, then home to Chicago, finally, then back on the road in Minnesota. just feels like it's been a lot on the road until that uh, bye week at week 11. Good luck Sunday, and we appreciate the time. Okay, appreciate it, guys. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Let's do this. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, Mike Austin, Bobby Aber, we'll be talking with Saints defensive line coach Todd Grantham. Three decades of experience, his first year as the Saints D-line coach. We'll talk with him next, Todd Grantham, here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here. Bobby Abair is at the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. And we're now joined by defensive line coach Todd Grantham. Some three decades of experience, NFL, college, a lot of SEC. And then back to the to the NFL. And this is your first year, at least, from the Saints defensive line situation. You inherit uh, Cam Jordan and Carl Granderson. Pretty a nice inheritance. But I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of the free agents and, and Nathan Shepard and, and Colin Saunders, um, kind of how they've how they've done, how they've how they fared, and, and how that front four in general, uh, in your mind, because you, you, you try to do a lot of your pressure packages with your front four, uh, how they've uh, kind of been successful or unsuccessful. And first off, welcome to the show. Well, first, I well, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here and uh, looking forward to visiting with you guys a little bit. Uh, to get on your question there about the free agents, um, so first of all, when you look at our – obviously we had Cam and Carl here, um, and then we added Colin and Nathan Shepard in free agency. And I think those guys have been a great fit. You know, first of all, it, it's really about your room. And what I'm saying there is, is is guys getting along, guys working hard, because, you know, communication's key. Uh, making sure everybody's on the same page with your adjustments, with your stunts and things like that. So uh, both of those guys have come in, um, have embraced hard work, um, have have really embraced, you know, coaching and, and trying to do the things that we're asking them to do. And, and they've worked, you know, well together. I think that when you look at 
you know, the running back runs uh, really throughout the entire year, uh, those guys have allowed us to be stout at the point of attack and really be, be really, you know, pretty good against the run game. So, um, you know, glad they're here and, you know, we just got to continue to work and obviously we'll have a big challenge this week with, with the run game of Indianapolis, but um, those guys have been a good addition to what we're doing. Now, uh, you know, uh, Todd, uh, what the hell happened in the game against the Jaguars? The reason why I bring this up, uh, we had zero sacks and zero quarterback hurries. Come into the game, we had 13 sacks, and we had, uh, I want to say, 31 quarterback hurries. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. He's the prince. He's not the prince for no reason. Now, I thought he might be dealing with a knee injury. He didn't look hurt to me. They might have shot him up, whatever it took. But um, when you look at the film, how in the hell, uh, okay, you could say it was hard to get a sack, but we had zero quarterback hurries or quarterback hits, however you describe it. I mean, uh, did, did you get on their ass or what? Well, you know, we're always going to be working to uh, to be the kind of defense that, um, that you envision with what you're talking about there. Um, you know, this league's week to week, and I think the great indication of that is, is if you look at, you know, this weekend, I mean, New England, you know, beats Buffalo. And uh, it's a week-to-week league. I think when you look early on, um, we were able to get some pressures on um, quarterbacks, both with one-on-one rushes and some games. And I think as as that comes about, people aren't going to let you wreck the game with those things. And, you know, their adjustments are going to be, one, protection, and two, maybe getting the ball out quick. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing in that last game is, is, is trying to get the quarterback off the spot, you know, more so than sacks. I think getting the quarterback out of rhythm and not wanting to take a hit and making him move his feet, you know, the great example to me on that one would be if you go back to the New England game on the touchdown that we scored on the pick six, uh, that was not a sack, but if he doesn't get rid of the ball, I mean, we're going we're gonna to bust him pretty good. He chose to get rid of the ball so we get a pick six and get a touchdown. So I, I think with – with sacks, you're talking about finishing the play. So, one, we've got to work to finish the play. And there was a couple opportunities in the game where we had a chance to finish the play and the guy scrambles, you know, for some yards. And he actually had the longest run of the day. So, you know, this week we're going to work hard to alleviate those things and understand the value of rushing the passer and uh, get back to the way it was early in the year. Uh, Coach Granderson, uh, Coach Grantham, uh, when I'm looking at, um, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Carl Granderson, I'm calling you Granderson Grantham, uh, but, but Coach uh, uh, Grantham, when I look at um, like Gardner Minshew, and uh, we've had success against him, uh, looking at Jacksonville and the Eagles, I want to see off the top of my head, he's thrown like five picks, but I look at explosive plays, he completes a 59-yard pass, for a touchdown, a 17-yard run for a touchdown, a four-yard run for a touchdown, and then a 75-yard pass for a touchdown. So I'd say the moral of the story, make them earn it. Ain't no damn chunk plays whether he's running it or passing well, it. Think, we cannot I think give that up. Every offense, you know, to, the number one, the, the really the most, well, other than winning the game, the most important, the most important stat in, uh, in football is points allowed. And, um, you know, and I think what you're saying there is very true is, is you make people go the long, hard way. Uh, don't give up explosive plays. I mean, you're going to find a way to stop them, whether it's with a penalty, a, a, you know, a tackle for a loss, uh, a turnover, you know, those kind of things. So I, I do think that 
as you go through the season, it's always important that whoever you're playing, um, that you make them earn it and you don't give up the explosive and, and those kind of things. And I think that that will be no different this week. I mean, when you face a team as, as talented as them from a, you know, from a running back standpoint, um, and really, you know, with the quarterback that's playing against us, he probably has more or he does have more experience than the guy they drafted in that system. So uh, it's going to be important for us to, to be on top of our, our stuff, be on the same page, and, and make sure that we make him earn it and go the long, hard way and not give up those explosive plays, you know, which lead to points. Can you talk about kind of the uh, uh, move in, of Brian Brzee and Isaiah Foskey and kind of what you saw in them as really just, you know, raw talent coming in at training camp and kind of where they are now? Yeah, I think that, first of all, with go with Brzee, um, very talented guy, good size, good strength, uh, got really good movement skills for a big man. Um, you know, he was coming off of a year uh, at Clemson where it, you had to go back and look. And if you went back and looked, you know, two years prior, you saw the athletic ability. You saw the guy that kind of fit our system. And, you know, with the, the loss in free agency of, you know, of an inside guy, you know, the way you re- replenish that is one through free agency and the other way is through the draft. And when the opportunity came up for him, for us to get him, it was really a combination of, of the entire organization. You know, we went down and met with him, had dinner with him, worked him out, you know, took him in the, in the uh, classroom, met with him, kind of understood where he was, you know, from a mental standpoint, understood what kind of guy we were bringing into the locker room. Um, and really he's worked – I think the guy's worked his tail off to improve every week. Um, right now he, he's a situational player for us from the standpoint of he plays in all packages, first, second, and third down, and he kind of starts in our third down packages because of his athletic ability. And I think you're – I think he's an ascending player. Um, he's a guy that's going to continue to get better with reps and um, – you know, look forward to uh, him having a, you know, productive rookie season. As far as with Isaiah, you know, he come into a situation where we've got some veterans, you know, between uh, Cam and Carl there, and even Tano, who's been playing really well for us and uh, and was here last year. So there's there's a little bit more depth at that position. Um, so we've, we've worked to develop him, and he's kind of played situationally. Uh, but I like his effort. I like his motor. I like his play strength. And I think it's just a matter of making sure we continue to develop him because as you go through this season, you're going to need everybody on your roster. And when his number's called, you know, look forward to him uh, giving us the kind of predictivity that we're going to need to be successful on defense. Now, uh, Coach Gray, then when you look at, um, I mean, all the years you've coached, I mean, the likes of um, really uh, shooting out of a rocket and taking advantage of opportunity, Carl Granison. Uh, obviously, the Cam Jordan, you know, he ends up uh, in the game. Uh, if I'm looking at his uh, production, and, and obviously want more because he has produced more, but he had a tackle for a loss, and he has eight now on the season, four and a half sacks, uh, nine quarterback hurries, a forced fumble. Uh, so how, how would you describe all the players you've coached who maybe you could compare a Carl Grandison because he's truly a diamond in the rough. Yeah, I think Carl kind of separates himself from a lot of people in the standpoint of he's he's explosive off the ball, but he has very good leverage and power for a guy that's got the length he's got. 
I think where he separates himself is the ability to start and stop. You know, he can kind of stutter his feet and burst. Um, so when he gets maybe a, a tackle to stop his feet, he can burst and accelerate. Um, and then the thing I think that really helps him out is his preparation. I mean, a guy that, you know, he, he's constantly watching tape. He watches film. He understands the opponent he's going against and how he's going to attack him. Um, and, you know, he, he's a guy that really has put in the work really from last May until now. Um, I think the thing that, that he's had to adjust to over the last couple of weeks is because of his early success, you know, people are going to start noticing him. And then how do we take him away with chips and things like that? So he's got to understand from a communication standpoint of how to deal with those things. So, you know, he's a young player. Um, he's a productive player. And I fully expect him to continue to produce the way he has early in the year just because of his work ethic and his preparation, you know, during the week. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. Uh, I know it's a busy week, even though you guys had a little extra time from the Thursday night. Uh, good luck this weekend. Indianapolis, get that win, then come back, get another one at Chicago. And like Bobby says, man, just you got to get one before you can build upon it. Exactly right. I appreciate you guys having me on, and let's go Saints. Take care. All right, thank you. Coach Todd Grantham, defensive line coach. Um, Bobby, we will say good night. We appreciate your time, as always, and all of your succinct questions and, and really, you know, with uh, Coach Allen and Coach Grantham, as always. Thanks. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk with Mike Dettelier. We'll talk a little Monday night football, San Francisco and Minnesota. Also, the NFC South, AFC South, and some crazy games in Week 7. That's after the break. This is the Saints Coaches Show here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss now joining us, Mike Dettelier, back to the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. And, Mike, we a couple of people have talked about it, Coach, and uh, just – what a crazy kind of Sunday it was. And as we sit here tonight and very similar, probably not as bad, but the NFC South through seven weeks, Atlanta's atop. Tampa Bay and Carolina have both had their open weeks. So Tampa Bay's three and three, Saints three and four, and Carolina 0 oh and six. Now Tampa Bay, congrats on losing to Atlanta at home. You get Thursday night against Buffalo who got, went to New England, and now they are the answer to the trivia question, you know, who did Bill Belichick get his, you know, 300th win against? And I don't think people were, would have thought it would have been Buffalo a few weeks ago, but that's that's the crazy weekend it was. Yeah, no question about it. And Mike, how many teams win when you fumble the football three times inside the 15-yard line? And that's what happened with Atlanta. Oh, my God, no, it was crazy. I, I mean, my thing would be is how, how did you come out of here with a W? Uh, but, uh, you know, Baker was, was hot for a while, and we've seen this in the past. Teams have sort of caught up to him a little bit on from a coverage standpoint. He made a nice throw early in the game to Mike Evans, and he took off, made a nice run with it. But in between there, man, he was all over the board. You know what you're getting with Carolina right now. I think a team really struggling to find any sort of identity on offense with a rookie quarterback. With Atlanta, they play great defense, uh, really good defense, but their offense is pedestrian at best. And I can say the same for the Bucs, uh, very similar. So when you look in that mirror, doesn't the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons all sort of look the same? 
in a lot of ways where they're built on defense. They can control the clock a little bit with the running game, short passing game. You win. If not, Mike, you're in trouble. You're sort of bailing. But the fact that everybody's so jammed in there, this is, I think, what every, all of us thought to start the season. Uh, I didn't think Carolina. I thought this was a transition situation, especially if you're going to give the baton to the rookie quarterback. You know you're going to go through some growing pains. And I guarantee it will happen with the Texans too. It will happen with them. But, man, you see with the Falcons, the Bucks, the Saints have, there ain't a heck of a lot of difference between the three of them. Not a lot. No, I would agree. And, and so uh, as you look at the three and four Indianapolis Colts, and you kind of look at what they did this past weekend against the Browns defense that, you know, across the board in many areas was tops in the NFL. As far as total yards per game, Cleveland had only given up 200. Colts get 456 yards per play. Cleveland was allowing 3.8. The Colts get 6.8. They get 21st downs. I mean, the Colts, now, again, it was a back-and-forth game. Uh, but, you know, they, and they lose by a point. They've actually struggled at home very much like the Saints have. But, man, they – they did. They they put up some impressive numbers against a very very good Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah, the only problem they had was blocking Miles Garrett. I mean, he was a one man wrecking crew. Now the few, other ten teams have have that problem. Yeah, they've had that issue with him. But man, the other ten guys, they were able to do it. And we've seen this too with Garner Minshew, haven't we? Yes. Where he's played these really good games, and then the next week, eh, he goes back to being Uncle Rico. So. You get it in that way. That that's how it is. Jonathan Taylor is a big part of that offense. Despite the fact, you know, the holdout, everything else. Uh, I've talked to Rick Venturi about it many times. He said, really, he's a straw that turns the drink offensively. Now, he always thought that, you know, Anthony Richardson could play and that his running skills would give a lot of teams trouble. You don't see that type of athlete. Uh, each and every week. But now you're with Garner Minshew. He knows how to dink and dunk downfield. Their offensive line is really good. That's really been the strength of their team over the years. But for me, it's stopping Jonathan Taylor because that's where it's going to start and end with the Colts. If Taylor can run the football, then that offense can put some points up on the board but, boy, they've given up a lot of big plays, Mike, on defense. I know that drives Rick up the wall, uh, being a former defensive coach himself. But, uh, man, uh, again, it's a typical type game where you're going to see a lot of ebbs and flows when the Saints play the Colts. Well, and, and I watched Gardner Minshew because Jacksonville played the Colts the week before Jacksonville came here, and it was brutal. I mean, two or three picks, he never could. I mean, it was just an, uh, a, a t you know, a, an ugly, ugly game. And then you flip it around, you know, to this past week. They still lost, but it was just so you get – there's kind of these – like you say, there's these two Gardner Minshews, and if you can kind of get on him quick and get on him early, force a couple of picks, force a couple of turnovers. Man, Didn't we see that tank. last year? Yes. When, when the Saints played the Eagles. Played the Eagles. Okay, look at – what was his surrounding cast and with Philly? Uh, he didn't do anything in that game. And then he threw that lollipop to, to Marshawn Lattimore that got in for the score. But he was 
he was not very good in that game, and that was at home. That was in Philly. And yet we've seen this with Garner where, okay, he had a bad game against Jacksonville, but he had a good game uh, this past weekend. He, he's the ultimate roller coaster quarterback, and that's what drives a, quarter, that's what drives a head coach crazy. Uh, absolutely nuts because you see it, and then he sort of takes it away from himself. But, again, it goes back to Taylor as a runner and a receiver coming out of the backfield. I think he's the key to their offense. So in the final 30, 45 seconds, talk about San Francisco 5-1 and one at Minnesota. San Fran 5-1 and one coming off that loss to Cleveland. Minnesota struggling 2-4. and four. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play the 49ers tonight. They're, they're, they sort of bad to the bone uh, when they get woke up. And they got woke up last week by a good Cleveland defense. They really played well against them and had an opportunity to take that game into overtime. Man, uh, San Francisco's got some skills. Really, they're a skilled football team on offense. And when you play them, you beat up the next week. They are real physical on defense. What does Minnesota do? <laughs> How do Good they luck. answer? What, what, well, <laughs> this is not exactly their time, you know what I mean? No, and, <laughs> and no Justin Jefferson. Right. That, that takes away a, a big piece of the puzzle with them. Um, I don't think Minnesota's going to be scoring a whole lot of points in this game. We shall see. It's coming up next, as always. Mike, appreciate your time. Appreciate your insight. Mike Dettelier at the Silver Slipper. That will give us a wrap tonight on the Saints Coaches Show. My thanks to Charlie Long in the booth tonight. Saints and the Colts Sunday. couple of three and four teams trying to turn it around. The Saints with three games prior to that open week. This is a big one trying to get this two-game losing streak out of their mouths. Thanks for listening, everyone, on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 